You're listening to Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. All right. So here we are. It's Wednesday, August the 10th of 2022. It's a big day for Kelly. It's National Lazy Day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So A big day for me. Huh? This one's all about her. It's also National Shapewear Day today. And big nas- day for you. Yeah. <laughs> I have my girdle on right now. My skims. Uh-huh. Feeling pretty good about mm-hmm. them. Going to get the Skims Beats, which are new from Kim Kardashian I as well. That. Flesh-colored Beats. Mm-hmm. Not Beats like Dwight Schrute, but like Beats like the headphone yeah. things. Mm-hmm. It's also National S'mores Day today as well. So all things we can celebrate. There's a new study out that says if you stay up after midnight, it could be bad for your health. Oh, great. So the idea is, is we have this internal, uh, you know, basically this clock on the inside of our bodies telling us when we're supposed to be asleep. And anytime after midnight, our body is thinking we should be in bed by that point. Yeah. And if we stay up, it could negatively affect our life. It could include things like drinking. It could make us drink. It could make us overeat. It could make us gamble or maybe take part in criminal activity. Oh, well, all of that's probably okay, except the last part. The criminal activity. So drinking, overeating, and gambling is fine, but criminal activity. The criminal activity sounds a lot worse. Yeah. So it's kind of a wild thing because so many people have this vision. I want to stay up late tonight. Like Kai has this deal where he's like, dad, before school's back, I'm going to pull an all nighter. You know what? You should let him. But I remember as a kid how that was always a fun thing. I'm going to go over to Joe's house and we're going to stay up all night. And did you ever stay up all night? Never made it. Never made it. Because your body gets tired. (laughs) And again, it's because we have the internal clock saying, hey, you you shouldn't be up this late. Mm -hmm. But it was always a great idea. But I can imagine if Kai stayed up all night, what the next day would be like. Uh, Yeah. Good luck with that. Disaster is what I'm thinking (laughs) on the next day. So get up and get going. It's Wednesday morning. We're glad you guys are here with us today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if we're going to pull the curtain back for a second, and we love to do that to let you guys see how our day is, because maybe you hear us on the radio and you think, man, they got the perfect life, right? Man, they have got their stuff together. (laughs) They sound organized. Yeah. So as organized as we can be, we can't fight the workplace. (laughs) That's true. So we get here. There's a computer glitch to start this show. Uh Then my headphones fall apart because other people use them in the studio. Yeah. Kelly's microphone doesn't work. Yeah. This is all within the first one minute of being on the radio this And I morning. am so proud of you right now. You still have a little fake smile on your face. <laughs> I'm at the point where I just don't care anymore. <laughs> is that bad? I mean, I guess you have to get to that point. And I realize I'm hungry this morning, and oh, that's a bad Brandon. thing because we have way too long until we can eat. Like I, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm starving, and it's 6.03 a few minutes ago. Right, and we get up at like 3.45, and no one wants to go in there and eat a, a sausage biscuit at oh. 3.45. But speaking of food, all day yesterday, I was craving this particular food, and it's your fault because you and your wife are the ones that uh, introduced me to this particular food truck. Which one is it? It's the Mexican taco food truck. Oh, I love the taco truck. Okay. Well, I was craving those street tacos. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait till tonight. I'm going to go through my day, get all my stuff done, and I'm going to wait to get what I want tonight. So there's this food truck and it serves authentic Mexican food. They're known for their street street tacos. Okay. So I get up there. I'm so excited. I knew what I wanted all day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I could taste it. So no, we can get the insides, the, the whatever I get. No, but I saw that and I was like, I think that's what Brandon gets, yeah. and it made me want to. I'm not even going to say. Yeah. So I go up and I was like, I would like two carnitas because you know that. Those are good. Yes, those are my favorite, and it's like the pulled pork. And she says, I'm so sorry, we're out of pork. So that takes out the carnitas and and uh, there's something else that has pork in it. I forget what it was. Carnitas and something yeah, else. Yeah, gosh, I'll I'll think of it. It's the one that has the pineapples in it. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they were out of that, and I was like, okay, um, well, I'll go with the two beef tacos with flour tortillas. And then she's like, I'm so sorry, we're out of flour tortillas. And I was like, okay, okay. So I'm well, still- see, a lot of time the corn tortillas are better on street tacos. And I knew you said that. Yeah. You've said that to me before. Yeah, they're better. And I'm like, Brandon says that you can taste the flavor more if you get corn tortillas. So I was, like, I was like, okay, let's go with two beef tacos with corn tortillas. And then I was like, I would like a cup of the street corn because they have this street corn, y'all. And it has its corn and then it has like some sour cream in it. And then they put this little, like, um, I don't know, seasoning. It's so good. Guess what, Brandon? 
I'm assuming they were probably out they of the street corner. They were out. And I'm, so I'm looking. What time of day did you go? I went like at. Was it like 10 o'clock? No, it was night? like 7.15. So, so, it's later. Yeah. For a food truck, that's I late. I was like, okay, I would like a cup of queso and some chips. They were out of queso. <laughs> it's because that place is popular, man. It is. And so then I was like, okay, I'll take two beef tacos with corn tortillas. But basically my whole takeaway from the thing was like either go for lunch yeah. or go for like an early dinner. Don't yeah. wait till seven something. Wait till go like at five. Do you realize a food truck doesn't have nearly the prep space as like a huge kitchen in a restaurant? So that being said, you got to get there a little bit earlier because they don't have food prep for, you know, hundreds. It's more specialized. Well, point taken, but it's just one of those things. I was like, you know, when you just crave something Mm. all day and then you don't get it. But I will say what I got was really good. No, there's times where I'm like, you know what? The whole food truck experience, which I didn't really understand. uh, I love it. I love being able to walk up and sit outside on the patio little thing or whatever under a little umbrella. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, the recommendation there is if you're going to the food truck, get there before 7.30 at night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out to Rob Walton. He's an heir of the Walmart fortune. He and a group of people have now been confirmed as the new owners of the Denver Broncos, the NFL team. And y'all, they've spent a record amount of money to acquire the Broncos. We're talking about $4.65 billion. It's the highest price in history for a a sports franchise anywhere in the world. And that's what a dude who's the Walmart heir has been able to do. So, it's a pretty wild story. The only other club in the NFL who sold in the last 10 years were the Carolina Panthers. They sold uh, for $2.2 billion. So, this is uh, basically double that, which is insane. Uh, the Broncos, when you look at what they're doing as a team, it's the first team since 2008 to change owners, head coaches, and starting quarterbacks. Like, that's a lot of changes going on right there. So the Broncos now have Russell Wilson, who came <clears throat> who came from the Seahawks. His contract is five years and two hundred sixty million bucks. So that's pretty insane, right there. But it's a big story, a record sale with the NFL, and it's now confirmed by the NFL owners group. Congratulations to the Walmart heir, and here's to you, Rob Walton and the Denver Broncos. It's an Arkansas's morning show high five, high five. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It's August the 10th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Garth Brooks. Operator, won't you put me on through? Gotta Gotta send my my love down to Baton Rouge. So Garth Brooks has been on tour for years, it seems like now, right? He did the arena tour. He's done three years of a stadium tour, and every show has been sold out everywhere he's gone across the entire country. Uh, Garth is about to take a break from touring. He's not sure if he'll ever go back and do stadium tours again. He says he's not even sure if he's ever going to go back and do an organized tour again. He might just do pop-up shows. Uh, But Garth is now a part of National Geographic. He is an executive producer and narrator of a new show called America's National Parks. Uh, they're going to feature uh, five parks, including the Grand Canyon, Yosemite, Big Bend, uh, Badlands, and the Hawaiian Volcanoes. I wanted to give you a sneak peek of Garth as a narrator, right? Because we think about Garth as a stage performer, but imagine him sitting there narrating a show for National Geographic. Here is Garth Brooks. The Grand Canyon. A chasm 277 miles long. Even in winter, what appears barren supports life. I love the way he does that. Mm -hmm. And I love the way he talks like that. And I'm going to start talking like that. Yeah, you should. Coming up, country music news. Hmm. Garth Brooks is headed to National Geographic. Okay, well, I'll switch it up a little bit. Okay. We have country music news today on Miranda Lambert. All right. So, 
Miranda recently released her eighth studio album, Palomino, and this album was written by Miranda along with a couple of her friends and people she has written with before. And there's a song on the album called Strange. And Miranda and her friends wrote this song at Miranda's Tennessee Farm during the lockdowns, but they shelved it. They said that they got stuck and they scrapped it after they couldn't quite nail down the details. Well, Miranda says, quote, we wanted the chorus to lift and sort of be an anthem and not creepy in any way. Just like have fun, get a drink, get out of here, go on vacation, whatever you've got to do to stay sane through all of this weirdness. She goes on to say that she wanted this song to be the anthem uniting people, that the pandemic definitely was the strangest thing that we've all been through, but that's just a piece of it. Yeah. The song is called Strange. Here's Miranda Lambert. Times like these make me feel strange. Have a smoke by around. things about that is I never really understood why the song was the way it is. Yeah. And now I get it. I know. I completely getting strange now. So, uh, and country music news today on the new number one song in country. Congratulations to Dylan Scott. He has scored his third number one single at the top of the charts with new track. I need one. She ain't climbed up in. That ain't played her favorite songs. Need some glass that we ain't fogged up. That her bare feet ain't been on. I need a hood that we laid on. Kiss until that sun came up. That's all that's wrong with this one. If you're looking, you're in love. I need a new truck. Congratulations to Dylan Scott. He's all excited about that song going to number one. He says a big thank you to Country Radio, and he's excited that fans are responding to what they're doing, and he looks forward to working even harder as he goes forward. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. So did you know the little red-haired girl in Charlie Brown... Okay, that was Charlie Brown's unattainable crush, and she was based off of a woman that Charles Schultz be- briefly dated, but who ultimately married a different guy. Oh, poor Charles Schultz. I know. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Did you know Walt Disney's last words were, quote, Kurt Russell? Apparently, he lost the ability to speak, so he wrote them on a piece of paper. He was probably thinking of movie ideas since Kurt Russell had just signed a 10-year contract with Disney. Just got a text from your son, Mm -hmm. who is Kurt Marshall. Yes. He says he's been working out this morning, and he wants to change his name to Kurt Muscle. Okay, that is not what he said. That is weird, Kurt. Kurt Muscle. And did you know... George R.R. R. Martin isn't flashy with the millions of dollars he's made from writing Game of Thrones, but he did buy two houses on the same street in Santa Fe, New Mexico, huh. one to live in and one to hold all of his toys and collectibles. Oh, my goodness. And he also works for JPD. That's pretty crazy. George Martin, right? Uh-huh. Different guy. And if you didn't oh, know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Well, surprise, we have a family visitor coming in starting today. Fun. Is it another dog? Uh, is it a dog? No, we're not getting another dog. Oh, well, y'all have like seven, so... When you already have the perfect companion, Murphy Lee, what the hook gonna be? <sighs> I'm sorry, I brought it up, y'all. I don't need no Murphy hook on this beat. He's my cavapoo. There's mm-hmm. no sense in having another dog. <laughs> There's no sense. I loved how your wife posted a picture of him on uh, Instagram and put, my, my, my husband calls him Mr. Perfect <laughs> or son. Yeah, y'all, I'm over at Brandon's house and he tells his dog to come here but says son. Come here, son. There's nothing wrong with that. No, that's weird. No, it's not. He's my son. Okay, I'm sorry. So speaking of your visitor. Two sons. Uh, my two sons. Thank you. So, yeah, I got the got the word we're going to have a visitor who I don't know how long our visitor is going to be here, but Leslie's sister is coming into town. Oh, awesome. From Nashville? Um, no, from the Little Rock area from Central Arkansas. <gasps> oh, her little baby sister. Yeah, how old is she? Uh, she Three? I think she's three, yeah. Four? She's a toddler. How old? Three or four? Do you remember? I'm going to say three for some reason. Yeah, so I get to uh, skip my nap today and go pick up my my <laughs> sister-in-law. 
Are you so excited if y'all could see his face? Are you so excited, Brandon? Let me tell you how this goes. <laughs> First of all, I get a text in the middle of multiple meetings and interviews and all this stuff at work, right? And I couldn't get to it in time. Then I get home, and it's the first thing I hear about. She's like, what's convenient for you? Let me tell you what not to say. Dudes, this is, this is you guys are going to get it. Guys are going to get it. Maybe some girls, if you're going to be brutally honest with yourselves, you'll get it too. Okay. <clears throat> I said, ah, I mean, whatever works, just, just let me know. That wasn't a good enough answer. No. I got, I mean, I got in trouble. She got hot at me about it. I don't blame her. And she's like, blah, 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 blah. why can't you give me? I said, no, my answer is whatever we need to do. Of course, later in the day is better for me so I can get my nap. No. Slamming doors. And I'm going, she came back in. I'm like, let me just tell you this. I'm just being agreeable at this no, point. No, you're being passive aggressive. No, it's not passive aggressive. Whatever when you, say, you want, Leslie. When, whatever you want is not passive aggressive. Brandon Baxter. Say time, it again like you said it. No, whatever, whatever you think, whatever you want to do. It's not passive aggressive. But it's it's literally like it's gonna be her way anyway, so just tell me. Then that's just what tell you, me. then that's what you need to say. So then when she got fired up about it, I said to her, I said, Okay, what do you think is the most convenient time of day for me? Because she already knows. She knows that I'm going to go home and try to take a nap in the middle of the day and wake up and work a little bit and and do my workout and stuff like that. She knows my schedule. Right? Well, she just needed the the okay from you that it would be okay. So I gave a time. I gave a specific time. Of which an hour later I was told that was not a good time. Now do you see why I said whatever you think? (laughs) Because now I'm going at the exact time I told her I did not want to go. Well, maybe that was the plan all along. Yeah, exactly. she, just, she just needed to get you, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She just kind of had to work it in. She want to yell and scream and slam doors, I guess. Okay. I don't know. What's the point of this? <laughs> Can anybody tell me what's the point of this? I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. An officer in Michigan was on patrol recently when he spotted a car behind him with two women. And the passenger was, quote, twerking on the dashboard. All right. She was sitting backward, not wearing a seatbelt, and dancing up against the dash. Yeah. So he pulled them over to find out what was going on. All right. That's when he saw two plastic cups. The driver said they were filled with juice. The cop asked if there was alcohol in the juice, and the driver said yes. Oh, oh and there was also an open bottle of tequila on the passenger oh. side floor. Both women were ticketed for having open containers in a motor vehicle, and it's unclear if they're also facing additional charges. Now, this happened within (laughs) Belle Isle. It's a huge island park outside of Detroit, so maybe that's why they weren't also hit with a DUI. I'm not sure. So, wait, this is two women? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes, uh, maybe that's still on the way. But speaking of twerking on the the dashboard, where will Miley Cyrus go after she gets done with her entertainment career? Ooh, goodness, where will Miley go? I don't know. Of course, Brandon, she's going to be going to work. Get it? Twerk? To work. (laughs) Wait, I have a better one. No, no. My computer is infected with the Miley Cyrus virus. Oh, not that. It has stopped twerking. Oh, no. (laughs) You're welcome, everyone. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It is Wednesday, August the 10th of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy belated birthday goes out to Lindy Dixon of Harrisburg, who turned nine yesterday. Happy birthday, Lindy. Hope you had a great birthday. Your mama loves you. Uh, Celebrating today, we have Tanner Abernathy of Evening Shade. This says, Nanny loves you. Michelle King of Cave City is celebrating. London Johnson of Shelbyville, Tennessee has a birthday today. Samantha Phillips from Wynn. Alex Cordova of Rogers celebrates. Brandon Padgett. From Bay, Devin Williams of Jonesboro. Patricia Barbie of Jonesboro celebrates. Haley Stout of Evening Shade celebrates mm-hmm. a birthday today. So happy birthday to the Haley Stout of Evening Shade. Uh, I know another Haley Stout. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Samantha Krause of Wynn celebrates a birthday. Deanna Turner 
of Jonesboro celebrates today. Happy birthday, Deanna. Georgia Summit is celebrating happy birthday from Carrie, Sydney, and Lane. Kimberly McGuire from Wynn celebrates Maggie Bankston of Jonesboro. Autumn Berry of Paragould celebrates today. And Hannah Settles of Wynn is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday from her mom and from Frank. She shadowed me when she was in seventh grade. And now she's all grown up and married and moved off. and Working at a TV station. Yeah. Now, I think she's. Uh, I think she owns a casino or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she owns it. I think she's the owner of a casino. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to Hannah Settles from Wynn, who celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Ja Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies is 23 today. How about that? that drink? Oh. Yeah, that oh. drink? Oh. Yeah, that drink? Yeah, that drink? Happy birthday to John Morant of the Grizzlies, who celebrates today. Happy birthday to Kylie Jenner, who is 25 today. Dang. Happy birthday to Lucas Till, who is 32. That's the new MacGyver. He was also Havoc in the X-Men movies. And the guy in Taylor Swift's song, You Belong With Me. If you could see the I can still picture that guy. Happy birthday to Lucas Till, who celebrates today. Happy birthday to one of Brandon's good friends, Mama June, Aww. is 43 today from Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. How's she doing, Brandon? I haven't heard from her in a minute, but I'll message her today and wish her happy birthday. Okay. Happy birthday. I will. <laughs> I'll DM her in just I a know, minute. I know, which okay. is why I said it like okay, that. Okay, idiot. Jo- <laughs> happy birthday to Joanna Garcia, who is 43. That's Cheyenne on Rebound. That's a good show, y'all. Joanna Garcia, 43 today. Angie Harmon is 50 from Law & Order. Happy birthday to John Ferris, who is 61 from NXS. Little NXS for you this morning. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's called Need You Tonight. You know it? You're my kind. John Ferris of NXS. A new sensation. All right. John Ferris, NXS, celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday to Antonio Banderiz, who is 62. He was in Desperado and The Mask of Zorro. He was married to Melanie Griffith, I believe. Yes, that's correct. And happy birthday today to Michael Bivens, who is 54, from Belle Biv DeVoe. That song was big. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Michael Bivens, Mm -hmm. who turns 54 today. Happy birthday, Biv. No. Hope you have a good one. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know, baseball stadiums do crazy foods at at their concession stands. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, let's, let's make something up and see if people will buy this. People always do, seems like. <laughs> There's a new deal with the Kansas City Royals, okay? All right, hit me. Let me see if, I'll, if I'd eat it. Okay. It's barbecue. Okay, done. But you know, like Missouri and Kansas sure. City barbecue and stuff like that. So this is a new uh, barbecue Reese's sandwich. Okay. What? You had me at barbecue. You lost me at Reese's. Okay. Here's what they have on it, though. Imagine the sandwich, right? You have a good, perfect bun. You know how, how important it is to have good buns? So you have these perfect <laughs> buns. What? Yeah, it's very important. What, is, what do you mean? You don't think it's that important? The no, bun's very yeah, important. Yeah, the bun's very important. You don't want the buns to be soggy. You're exactly right. You want perfect buns. Yes. So you have these these perfect buns, and then you put on top of those buns some pulled pork. Done. Okay, so you're good so far. Then you put on some bacon. Done. With your pulled Sign pork. Me up. Some sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Okay. Like all of that sounds tremendous. Yes. But then they have these little chips of Reese's peanut okay. butter cups on there, too. I'm going to say withhold those. And that's where I'm like, maybe, I mean, somebody had to try this and think it tastes amazing. Now, I know people do those sandwiches and they'll put peanut butter on random yes. sandwiches and they say that that's the greatest. It's delicious. So I might try it then. There, w- chocolate? But see, here's the weird thing about that, though, because I've had the peanut butter burger, the peanut butter on a burger, yes. too. 
but it's not pork. It's oh. beef. Like, and pork has such a different flavor. I'm not sure if that would be good or not. And with the sweet barbecue sauce and then the sweetness of the peanut butter and the chocolate, that's a lot of sweetness. But you have that pulled pork and you have the bacon. Hmm. Like, it's a flavor explosion in your mouth. It really is. Which sounds like maybe something to at least take a bite of. Like, we'll get one and then we'll all try it. Which really means that Leslie and Kai will probably say they don't like it, so I'll get the whole thing. Oh. But it makes me feel better about it. Yeah. Hey, I'm also traveling today. We're going to pick up Leslie's sister. If anybody has a great spot for me to eat uh, between, uh, like, the radio station and Cersei, let me know. Because I'm going, I think we're going to Cersei. Okay. I don't know how many places are between there. But it's a little more limited. There, yeah, but there could be something you don't know about. Because I was, I went and I was looking, because I always do diners, drive-ins, and dives, Arkansas locations, and they're all like in Little Rock and North Little Rock. Well, maybe you should just keep going. Could you, could you just maybe meet your family in all Little the way Rock? in Little Rock? Yeah, that'd be a great. I'd drive the whole trip just yeah. to eat. But you know me, I'm a food guy. I know that's not necessarily a terrible idea. So. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by the man who wants to be referred to (laughs) as Dr. Feelgood. He's the one that makes you feel good. He's the one that makes you feel good. All right. He's the one that makes you feel good. He's the one that makes you feel good. Frankenstein. Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Feelgood doesn't sound like he feels all that good this morning. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood, Shane Spites, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. And man, it sounds like uh, it sounds like you have been screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> well, it kind of feels like that a little bit, but I'm I'm getting better. I'm I'm well on the mend, uh, uh, much better than what I was feeling. So. So that's, that's always a good thing. So last week I got the text. You're like, hey, man, probably not the best week to do uh, some radio, blah, blah, blah. Lost my voice, all that. What's going on with the doc? So uh, admittedly, I had actually had COVID. Um, Shut got, up. <laughs> I was on the back side of that. Um, and, of course, you know, the first thing people say is, wait a minute, you know, you're fully vaccinated. And, and I always say, well, yes and no. And that always brings up another conversation. So let's. <laughs> Let's let's go ahead and talk about that. Okay, I act. I am obviously fully vaccinated. I've gotten, you know, I had both of the Pfizer vaccines, and then I got the Pfizer booster when it came out. And so for me, that was probably nine months ago. To be honest with you, I got the booster right when I could get it, and then the data comes out and says, you know, well, that booster really lasts maybe three to six months or so. Um, and so what happened was then we went through the whole Omicron thing back in January. I kind of came out unscathed under most of that too. Yeah. Uh, but this recent this recent spike that we had in Arkansas, um, and and it was a typical as as you'd read as a household contact, so somebody in the household Golly. had gotten it and got it through that. Um, but I didn't you know there's a second booster that's available, mm-hmm. and but it's not for everybody. So I actually didn't qualify for the second booster. Mm-hmm. However, um, individuals that did have the second booster in my family did not get sick, and so oh, <laughs> anyway, so there's. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. And, of course, there's a new vaccine that's supposed to be Omicron-specific coming out this, actually, September, October. Uh, both manufacturers are coming out with that. But that's good. Um, it was interesting, to say the least. It was. I can see how there's certainly people that, that stay home from work uh, with this one. Let me ask you this, because, you know, you have more knowledge on uh, on COVID-19 than anybody else that we personally know. That's why you've advised us, really, for the last two and a half years on covid because you have so much information, did that make you more nervous or less nervous when you tested positive? Um, well, so I'll say this. It was, um, you know, obviously, yeah, all these, all these things go through your mind because sometimes you can read way too much. And, yes. And, you know, I, I read a lot, obviously, about it. And I read about long COVID. And I read, you know, so the, the symptoms were pretty classic uh, in terms of, of what I'd had. Um, you know, the, the sore throat, the, the headache, the muscle aches, the joint aches, the, the fatigue. The fatigue has been, has been pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Um, and I've got patients, obviously, patients that have had COVID, patients that are getting over COVID now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see that, obviously, throughout our NYT clinic. 
um, and it's pretty consistent with what, what we were seeing. You know, as I read more about the long COVID or the COVID that kind of drags on, um, those things start to become concerning, especially when you look at the data and the people that have, in terms of like how many times you've gotten COVID. Right. So you hear about people getting COVID like, oh, yeah, I've had it a couple times now, or I've had it three or four times now. You want to try to prevent that as much as you can, because the more times you get infected with COVID, it seems like it sets you up for some long-term issues. Mm. Um, and that, again, that's early information, but I mean, so just, you know, just be smart. Uh, this fall and winter, just kind of pay attention to what's going on around you uh, kind of thing. You know, make sure you're vaccinated. Like I said, that's what, in my household, those are the people that were protected were the ones that had gotten the second, mm. the second booster. They didn't get, they didn't get sick. Uh, so I had somebody ask me yesterday, somebody I hadn't talked to in a, in a little bit. They said, did you ever get COVID? And my answer was, I never tested positive, but Shane Spite says he thinks I had it. <laughs> is, it is that the right answer that I should give somebody? Well, it, it is. Let me talk to you about that, too. There actually was an article that came out about this. And the title of the article is a medical article. And it said, haven't had COVID yet? Question mark. And it said, want to bet? <laughs> and really what it is, is they took this, there was a study and they took this whole group of people and people who said, yeah, I think I had COVID. People said, I know I didn't have COVID. I may have had COVID. And what they found was in those groups, you know, a large percentage of all of them had had COVID at some point. Wow. And so what that means is, is it may mean that you may have had a little bit of a scratchy throat or, hey, I'm, this is allergies. And you kind of blamed it on, you know, put it off on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in actuality, it was a COVID infection, just a mild COVID infection. Uh, which, which still, for the most part, will produce some antibodies, so it gives you some immune response and helps boost your immune system. Um, but it just may not have been this one where you were down for three or four days in the bed. Right. Dr. Shane Spites joins us this morning, some doc talk with Dr. Spites. I was walking the other day, and I accidentally stepped on one of Murphy Lee's bones. It's like a green teething bone, and I... My foot hit it, and you know how you kind of like jerk your body because it hurts real briefly, and you try not to step on it all the way? And when I did that, that shoulder that I told you was giving me some fits felt like it was about to slide out of place. Now do you think it's time for me to come and see you about this? He hung up on you. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I I missed the last part. You were kind of of cutting in and out there for a second, but you stepped on the bone, uh, the, the dog's bone, and then what happened? So I kind of jerked my body because I didn't want to step on it all the way. And when I yeah, did yeah, yeah. when I did that, it felt like my right shoulder, when I told you I was having trouble raising my arm, it felt like my shoulder kind of slipped out of place and right back into place real fast. Oh, I, yeah. I hit the ground. What is that? And should I come see yeah. you? Yeah, well, you, you probably, we probably do want to see you uh, for that because – now, I don't know that you're – I would be surprised if your shoulder actually dislocated based on that. If that's mm-hmm. true, then we do, we do need to see somebody. We need to see an orthopedic for that. If you're slipping in and out that easily, mm-hmm. then, then you're going need to need to be seen. I doubt that's what happened. I think it was probably more um, of a ligament strain or a sprain of some sort there of the shoulder or maybe a movement of, of one of your muscle groups there that holds the shoulder in place. Okay. Um, so either way, we'd still want to take a look at that and make sure. Dr. Spites uh, was telling you didn't, you didn't cut your foot on the bone or anything because that's a whole different conversation. Actually, you got your tetanus shot and all that. Oh no, I haven't had a tetanus shot since I was about seven, but I didn't. I didn't cut my foot. So yeah, so you're due for your tetanus shot. That's every ten years. So oh. We can we can go ahead and update no. you on that when you come by as well. I was scared of the tetanus oh, shot. Here we go. I was. <clears throat> so uh, yeah. So let me ask you this: back to the shoulder thing. Then we'll move on to whatever you brought for us today. Uh, is it a smart idea for me to lift weights? in spite of the shoulder pain, thinking that maybe that will make it feel better? Uh, yeah, I would not do that. I'd be, I'd be pretty – I think I'd kind of baby it for now. I don't think I'd be too aggressive with any, any significant workout with the shoulder right now. I mean, you could do some light things, some light exercises with it. Certainly don't want to go heavy. Don't want to, you don't want to exacerbate it. You don't want to make worse um, an injury if you already have it. You don't want to kind of – because what happens is a lot of times the – you know, especially in muscle groups, when they get injured, they kind of tighten up and they kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, kind of get into a defensive mode, so to speak. And you just got to be careful about how you work out those muscle groups after an injury like that. I'm pretty sure the word that came out of Dr. Spite's mouth was baby. Quit being a baby. No, it's not. Being I, didn't a... say, I don't know. That was not the road I was going down. Oh, <laughs> oh. No, so like I, but I have a state football. I want to look like I'm, you know, pumped up enough and it's coming up in like, 
uh, three and a half weeks yet. I got to look my best. So I'm thinking I need to push through the injury, but it's not getting any better. So maybe I should come see you for that. Yeah, I think so. I think you ought to come by and see us, and we'll see what we can do to, to help get you rehabbed up so that you're you're looking all pumped up for the ASU games. Why is it that dudes are so weird about going to the doctor? Because, I mean, I think most of my guy friends are kind of like, oh, it's going to fix itself. We're just going to wait. Yeah, most of us probably grew up in households that that's exactly what happened. I know in my household it was three boys, and it was like, eh, you're not, like, if it's not like a bone-in sticking yes. out or, you know, if you're not, you know, actively seizing, then it wasn't really a reason to go to the doctor. Um, so it was kind of a, hey, you know, brush it off. You'll be fine. Get back in there. Yeah. And maybe that was just the culture. I don't know. Well, and then Leslie, every time Kai comes in, like he fell off his bike last week <clears throat> and he kind of scraped himself up and he hurt his wrist because he, he put his wrist down to, to try to block the oh, fall. Oh, yeah. That's which, a thumb injury. But it's bad, right? But he, so he had a little, he had a little bit of a swollen thumb and a wrist. She's like, text it to Shane. Text it to Shane. I'm like, Leslie, let's give it a couple days. There's nothing he's going to be able to do. Just text him. Because girls are so the opposite. They're ready to go to the doctor at, at the drop of a hat. Okay. No, they're all- yeah. <laughs> no comment. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's fine. You, you know, you, you could have certainly texted me, Brandon, um, and I would have been happy so to, to look at it. <laughs> but I hate um, doing that, man. I've done it so much. I hate doing that. Everybody's used to it. No, but like, you know how people will be like, ah, oh, they're bugging me. And I don't want to bug Shane because Shane's a dean of a college. I know you do bug him a lot, too. Hey, hit me with something else we need to know this morning as we're getting people off to work and stuff. So here's an interesting um, article that came out, I guess, about a week or so ago. Um, and oddly enough, I say oddly enough, interestingly enough, it actually came from our main campus in New York. Okay. So our the NYT uh, um, uh NYT Tech in New York, they're based on Long Island um, and also Manhattan. We have a research facility there. We have a research center. We have researchers. Obviously, that's another, that's our largest, that's our parent medical school there. Um, so a lot going on. So they produced an interesting article. It's an exercise article in terms of what's the best exercise to, for cognition. So the best exercise in terms of brain growth, development, uh, mental sharpness, uh, you got any ideas on what that would be? Ooh, gosh. Uh, are you going to give me, is it cardio or weights, or do you want more specific than that? Uh, it's kind of a, um all-encompassing um, exercise, I guess you'd Walking. say. If you, is no, it, that's it, close. Wow. Keep going. Is it high-intensity interval training? Uh, it, it's kind of along that, it's kind of along those lines there. It, it's um, it, it's actually martial arts. Really? So, so actually um, participating in martial arts, um, activities, uh, specific like group, um, uh, martial arts. Actually, they did a study, and there's more um, that there's higher brain cognition that occurs during those. So they did like studies before and after in terms of mental capacity, and mental sharpness, and of all the different exercises they looked at, martial arts was the one that provided the highest level of um, brain development and growth. Well, how about wow. that? That's interesting. So yeah, uh, we learn something new every single time we talk to you. <laughs> Um, I hope so. And I'd also like to apologize for Brandon being such a baby. (laughs) Hey, I'm sorry that that Dr. Spites, the guy who basically had stayed away from COVID for two and a half years, got COVID at the end of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Or what feels like, I know it's not the end, but it feels like, you know, it's winding down somewhat. Oh, yeah. No, it it, it does. I mean, it was, I mean, like, and it was inevitable. And that's one of those things. And I think that's probably the takeover. Look, everybody's going to get it at some point. If you haven't already and just didn't know it, you're going to get it. So what's the best thing that you can do to protect yourself, protect the people around you, you know, especially if you live you know, or around elderly individuals? They still are the ones at highest risk mm-hmm. for a complication, hospitalization, things like that. So um, just do the best that you can to stay safe. There you go. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is Dr. Feelgood himself, Dr. Shane Spites, on the K-Fine Breakfast <laughs> Club, powered by Families, Inc., Have a great week, man, okay? All right, guys. You too. Take care. We'll talk to you, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Amber Clark, who is on with us to talk about uh, the Jonesboro ALS Walk, which is coming up on September the 10th. Amber, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? We're doing okay. I'm hungry, Amber. Have you had breakfast? Brandon. I have not. No, I have not. I'm 
Hungry as well. Are you typically a breakfast eater? Um, typically, yes, I am. Yeah, Ooh. I don't skip breakfast. All right. Wow. People would say it's the most important meal mm-hmm. of the day to go ahead and get you started. What's your typical breakfast, though? My typical breakfast is a little bit of fruit and maybe some cottage cheese or um, some oatmeal, a slice of toast, something like that. Ooh, nice. nice. So cottage cheese, is that something, an acquired taste for you or something you've loved forever? No, it's an acquired taste yeah. for sure. Because <laughs> I'll look at workout stuff and I'll be like, oh, it's great protein and you can, you, it's really good for late night protein consumption. And then every time I think I'm going to buy that, I can't figure out how to do it right. Because to me, it's... it's <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, it's the fruit. You've got to have the fruit. <laughs> what fruit's going in your cottage cheese? I do peaches and cantaloupe and strawberries and blueberries. Those are my mm. go to. Could you make me some of that and drop it off this morning? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I'm just asking. Hey, we wanted to talk to you about the Jonesboro ALS Walk, which is coming up on September the 10th. Uh, it's the Jonesboro, Arkansas Walk to Defeat ALS. Uh, first of all, before we get to specifics on the walk, for those people, and, and maybe even you can educate me further on ALS because I've seen headlines and I've seen, you know, maybe somebody who's uh, who's suffering from it. But tell me uh, about ALS and how this affects somebody's body. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to start with, I didn't mention um, before, but I got started in this because my father-in-law was diagnosed with ALS um, oh. in 2014. And we lost him in 2017. So what happens with ALS is your your brain essentially just quits communicating with your body mm. and your muscles shut down. And so a person with ALS loses their ability to speak, to feed themselves, to bathe, um, basic hygiene, um, and eventually to walk and, and then in the end to breathe mm. um, because their bodies just aren't able to do that. Someone diagnosed with ALS typically is given... Um, you know, a two to five year life sentence pretty much. Wow. And um, currently we don't have, we don't have a cure for ALS and we don't know what causes it. Um, we do have a couple of treatments out there and the ALS association is trying really hard to back research so that we do eventually have the answers to that. Right. But right now, unfortunately we don't. I have somebody I've seen on social media who used to be an NFL player and then was a professional wrestler who ended up with ALS, right? So I'm picturing a guy in his prime who was, you know, 280, 300 pounds or something like that. And you see current photos of him and he's, mm-hmm. he's maybe 130, 140. It's wild to see how this really does just go through and destroy the body. It does. So in a situation like that, you know, you mentioned that your brain stops talking to parts of your body. Uh, but what is your cognitive function? Are you aware of this as you're going through this or, or how does that, how does it affect your brain? Yeah. So typically it doesn't, there is a small percentage of people that develop dementia with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to say that's like five to 10% of already a small population that gets ALS. Um, so typically you're aware of everything that's going on and, you know, luckily we do have equipment out there. That's we, we strive, these walks and things that we do help us to provide quality of life to people living with ALS in right. addition to the research. And so one of the things that we like every patient to have is a communication device that uses eye gaze to help them to still be able to communicate because their brains are still very healthy and they wow. do still have so much to offer in conversation and in life in general. That's so sad. So essentially, it's almost like you're trapped inside of yourself. Terrible. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so across Arkansas, I know that we're talking about a Jonesboro walk uh, here in a few seconds. But around Arkansas, is this something that affects the population? Is it is it a small number of people around the state or or what are we looking at? What are we looking like with ALS in the state of Arkansas? Yeah, so it's a little bit more than than you would think, and it varies because it's such a quick disease. Um, it passed. I mean, people pass quickly with it typically, um, but but usually we serve around two hundred in in Arkansas at a time. Oh wow! And I think that probably we are not reaching you know nearly enough people. I think there's probably a hundred to two hundred more people in the state that we aren't able to reach just because they don't know what ALS is, and there's doctors that you know aren't aren't they don't know about ALS. They don't know how to diagnose it. They're not comfortable diagnosing it. Um, and so getting the word out there about ALS and just uh, getting people aware of it, I think we would probably reach a lot more people. 
Amber Clark joins us this morning. So, Amber, once you were uh, personally affected by ALS, you decided to spin and and kind of, uh, as friends would say, pivot and go into trying to raise awareness and to raise funds. That tells you how much uh, this ALS disease affected you and your family. I mean, it really does for yeah. you to go switch your whole life. Yeah, it does. I, um, you know, I went to college to be a mental health therapist. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor, and I'm doing a completely different career path now. Um, and so, yeah, it did. It, it changed our lives. You know, when my father-in-law was diagnosed, he was in the best shape of his life, like better mm-hmm. shape than than my husband and I. Right. Um, and and it was traumatic. And at that point, we lived in South Arkansas, and there was just nothing there. There was, you know, he had to travel, you know, eight hours to Houston to get get a diagnosis, just a diagnosis. Wow. Um, and and so it really made us aware that there was not enough resources for people living with ALS. And at that point, we just hadn't even heard about ALS. Right. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what kind of equipment that we were going to need. Um, we just we just had no idea. And if it had not been for the ALS Arkansas chapter, I think our journey of ALS with him would have been a lot harder. And and again, like at this point, there's no predictor, hey, you know, this is something that, that is going to be a part of your life at some point. It's just like all of a sudden it affects you. And that to me is scary when you see uh, the results of this. So again, we're talking about the Jonesboro, Arkansas Walk to Defeat ALS, which happens on Saturday, September the 10th at Joe Mac Campbell Park. Amber, walk us through what all is going to be happening out there at the walk that day. Yeah, so our walks are super fun. Um, this is our first one in Jonesboro. Typically, we have them in Little Rock and Bentonville, Arkansas. So we're branching out to try to reach other parts of the state. Um, and we have uh, a fun kids zone, so it's family friendly. We'll have, you know, yard games and kids activities and um, snow cones and things like that out there. Um, and then we have vendors set up to kind of talk about um, their businesses and maybe give out some free goodies. We'll have some food and drinks and live music, and then we'll do a short walk. And, and typically our walk is more of a memorial walk, right. so about half a mile through the park that um, we just want to remember those people that we've lost to ALS, and we want to we make sure that people keep ALS at the front of their minds and continue fighting for those that are currently living with ALS. Um, and so that's kind of what our walk is about. It is a fundraiser as well. One of our, actually our biggest fundraiser of the year are our walks. Um, And so you can create a team um, and fundraise fundraise via social media. Even if you can't show up to the walk, um, you can make a a one-time donation online to our walk. Um, But once you get to the walk, it is a free event. We don't, we don't take money from people at the event unless they want to make a, a donation that day. Um, but we don't charge an entry fee or anything like that. So the community is completely welcome. It's open, um, and 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 we plan on it being a lot of fun. I think when you when you think about ALS and you learn more about it and you see the results of it as somebody who you know used to be big and strong who goes through and all of a sudden again becomes a prisoner inside their own body, uh, it makes you want to go out and raise money. If people want to find out more about the walk in Jonesboro for ALS, what's the best spot to get the information? Yeah, so the website is um, www.web.alsa.org forward slash Arkansas Walk. Um, that's the website to, to reach the Jonesboro Walk. All right. Amber Clark joins us this morning. And again, get ready for September the 10th at Joe Matt Campbell Park, the Jonesboro, Arkansas Walk to Defeat ALS. Amber, great job this morning and best of luck with the walk. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you again soon. Amber Clark joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Carly Lyons from the Memphis Grizzlies. Carly, what's happening this morning? Hey, good morning, everyone. You doing all right? Hanging in there, yeah. You seen any rain yet this morning? Not in Memphis, no, sir. All right, so what's happening in your life this morning? If we were going to take a peek, because let's say we peeked into your phone, what would we see this morning? Um, I have a three-year-old, and we're getting <laughs> ready for school, and then I'm off to Grizzly Land, downtown Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's walk through. First of all, what's your, uh, what's your three-year-old's name? His name's Alden. 
Alden is Alden a fan of preschool? He loves school. Yes, he loves making friends. <laughs> now, were you good in school? I was decent. I was. I played sports though, so that was my, my primary reason for wanting to go to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your sport? Uh, mostly basketball, but I played volleyball, swam some softball in there somewhere. Awesome. Yeah, I was very athletic as a kid as well. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I wasn't all that athletic. Uh, hey, we wanted to talk to you guys because the Grizzlies are a part of our sports card and memorabilia show that's coming up this weekend. We're doing that on Saturday at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Uh, and I was talking to one of our organizers of the event, and, and we were kicking around ideas on you know what would be kind of cool to do with the sports card show. And I said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could get Grizz, the mascot from the Grizzlies, to come to Jonesboro to the Embassy Suites for a photo op? And you guys were able to put that together for us. Yeah, we're coming uh, this Saturday. We're super excited. Grizz will be there in the morning, uh, part of the day, and then... Grizzlies will be there throughout the event. We'll have a photo booth and some giveaways. You'll have a chance to enter to win some tickets to opening night for uh, the Grizzlies 22-23 season. And really, we're just excited to be in Jonesboro and, and meet some of our listeners in the area. You know, what's so neat is, uh, you know, obviously we've had a lot of Memphis Grizzlies fans in this area for a long time, but it sure seemed like last season that this whole place <laughs> in Northeast Arkansas mm-hmm. was heading over to the FedEx Forum to attend those Grizzlies games. I love to hear that. That is great. And we're, we're happy to have them and just keep it coming. So when you come to an event like this, you know, you talk about giveaways and stuff like that. If we were to go through the bag of goodies you're bringing, do you have any idea what you're bringing yet? Yeah, you know, we'll have um, some, some of our standard, you know, rally towels and sunglasses and koozies. But we'll also have some Jaron Jackson bobbleheads, uh, you know, maybe... What else do I have? Some Grizz bobbleheads. You know, you never really know what we'll have. We'll have a really cool photo booth that um, has, you know, it'll send a photo to to text to your text uh, to your phone yep. via text message or via social channels, and you can pose with Grizz. It'll have like a, a Grizzlies uh, border around it to kind of commemorate the day. Oh, uh, nice. A couple other interactive elements. So we've had people talk about this and say, hey, man, we'd love to be able to bring our kids to see Grizz because we see him on the court or we see him on TV, but we don't have the chance to get close to him. So this is your chance to get real close. But people think, oh, my gosh, they're going to charge for this. There's going to be some type of fee. What does that fee look like for pictures with Grizz? I hope it's free. Um, We don't want to charge anyone anything. We're just uh, happy to greet our fans and hopefully make some memories. So we've teamed up with Serve Pro locally, and we're going to raise some money for the Miracle League of Jonesboro. And we were asking, hey, hey, what can you guys bring? You know that would uh, you know be a good uh, fundraising tool. And rumor has it that you guys are bringing a uh, signed basketball signed by the players to be auctioned off as a part of this event this weekend. That's a pretty cool get. Yeah, we are. The whole twenty two, twenty three Grizzlies rosters have signed a basketball, and I'm going to bring it with us. So, Carly, is there a chance you can get two of those? Brandon, uh, you know, I'm, I'll see what I can do. I've, you know, I've got a closet full of stuff. Oh, sweet. Uh, anyway, it's <laughs> happening this weekend, and we're excited that you guys are going to be a part of this. And again, uh, great exposure for you guys in Northeast Arkansas, but super cool for us to have the Grizzlies as a part of this event. It's K-Fine Sports Card and Memorabilia Show. It happens on Saturday from 9 until 3 at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. But Grizz, pictures and meet and greets, that happens from 10 until 11. Carly, thanks for talking to us this morning, and uh, good luck on getting everybody to school, okay? Excellent. Y'all have a great Wednesday. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you this weekend. It's Carly Lyons on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care is back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Dr. Reed, I have a question about uh, dogs when they get their hair cut, okay? Okay. So for, for my whole life, we've had dogs for whatever reason. We've always kind of gone back to these these dogs that have a little bit longer hair that need to be groomed more often, and sometimes they get shaggy, and then you take them in to get them groomed at a place like Vet Care, and then all of a sudden they come in and they have really short hair. But they get home and they look like they're embarrassed by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that a real deal? You are know, they I think thinking what? Are, yeah. Is it? 
Because Leslie just tried to trim around Murphy's face, like around his little beard and stuff like that. And it looked like he was a little bit embarrassed by his haircut. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if it's true embarrassment or if they just act a little differently because, you know, they know something's different about their body. <laughs> it's kind of like when Brandon shaves, like when you <laughs> when, when you shave your face and your wife freaks out and it takes everybody a minute to get used to. Yeah, Kevin, every once in a while, like it's a Sunday and I'm sitting around bored. Like, what am I going to do? I'm like, I think I'm going to shave my face because the rock looks great with a shaved face and a bald head. That's but- the rock. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, when I do it, Leslie goes, no, no, no. And hey, Kelly. You, you'll know this. Speaking of the rock, I, I read this and I never knew. Was his dad really the wrestler, Rocky Johnson? Rocky Soul Man Johnson, yeah. And he appeared. Really? He, he wrestled in this area a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. And I never knew that until I read an article last week or saw something about it. I didn't know that. Yeah, so as a matter of fact, The Rock spent time, uh, you know, Dwayne spent time in this area when his dad was a wrestler here. And if I'm not mistaken, his dad ended up living in southeast Missouri in the later years of his life. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a pretty that's cool a story. Celebrity in our midst, a celebrity in the making in our midst. I had the chance to uh, to work with him, I guess it was five or six years ago at a show for uh, Brian Christopher. And it was pretty cool to be sitting there with The Rock's dad, you know, because he was a nice guy. So, Great. That's awesome. Uh, Kelly had one question for you. She says her dog is not sure about the continent. Okay, Dr. Reed, my dog is almost 13, and I feel like he has an incontinence problem. He he knows what continent he's on, Brandon. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, does there come a time with, with, like, and he's a smaller dog, does there come a time when they get a certain age and they just let it go even if it's just a little bit or a lot they just kind of start going and that's definitely possible in an older dog yeah they they may lose some tone in that uh muscle at the neck of the bladder where the bladder joins the or mm-hmm. called the trigone little triangular area where it joins the urethra and so you know a lot of these dogs will uh, especially female dogs older female dogs have been spayed can have some incontinence you know when they're just sleeping or laying down but males can so kelly sometimes suffers from the same thing brandon you're such an (laughs) idiot if she gig- if she Dumb. giggles, no. Normally, what people don't see is there's a towel underneath her in the studio. <laughs> Brandon, you are the biggest liar. And if she giggles really hard, uh-huh. she sometimes will accidentally do that. So. Right. Thanks. Yeah. There you go, everyone. Hey, what do you um, have for us today? You like to bring us information to kind of make us smarter. What do you have to make us smarter? You know, this. Um, I actually have a, a patient boarding uh, this week. And we did, uh, it had a bone tumor called an osteosarcoma in its front leg down near the, right above the carpal joint or the wrist joint. And uh, we ended up um, having to amputate the front leg. And, you know, I thought osteosarcomas, they're they're a a bone tumor, a malignant bone tumor. It's the most common bone tumors in dogs. Uh, It can occur in any bone in their body, but it Usually in one of the legs, you know, that's 75 to 85% of the affected uh, bones there. And it develops real deep within the bone, becomes more painful as it grows outward. And it it, it kind of has a destructive effect on the bone kind of from the inside out. And so they get a very swollen, painful uh, area on their leg. Uh, it can weaken the bone to the point where it can actually cause what we call a pathological fracture, a pathologic fracture, because it uh, is due to the weakening of the bone, and the bone can actually break. And this dog's uh, area got very, very large, painful, and unfortunately, the about the only method to relieve that pain is to amputate the leg. And, oh, you know, wow. that's very successful in removing the source of the pain. The flip side of this is it's a uh, probably by the time this tumor is diagnosed, it's already metastasized to other parts of the body. Mm. Uh, we did take a chest radiographs of this dog because that's the most common place it'll spread to is the lungs and didn't see any obvious lesions, but you know, there are probably already micro metastases that just haven't shown up yet. And it doesn't have a a good prognosis uh, at all. You know, when, when it's diagnosed, uh, probably the median survival time, if you didn't do anything, would only be about two months. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, and even even with amputation, 
and chemotherapy sometimes that can uh, you know lengthen it to maybe six months but eventually you know they're going to succumb to a metastatic disease somewhere like i said usually the lungs and uh it's uh you know most commonly in large breed older dogs we see it in rottweilers sherman shepherds st bernards any of the larger breed dogs, uh, it's, it's more common there, but it can occur in, in smaller breeds. And, uh, you know, it's, you're always concerned if it's an older dog and they have arthritis. Sometimes, you know, if you remove a limb by amputation, you know, it may put a pretty bad burden on the rest of the legs, especially if they're arthritic. Fortunately, uh, this particular uh, patient didn't have arthritis, so it's actually getting around pretty well oh, wow. um, with, with uh, without the front leg. So, um, you know, it's um, we have to do amputations in pets for a lot of different reasons, but um, and then for the most part, they do do very well with it. You know, and and uh, you know they don't have the stigma associated with it like a person might if they have to have an, a limb amputation. Right. So, uh, you know, a lot of times we as owners have a harder time dealing with it than the, than the actual pet does. So, uh, but there's, you know, they can live a happy, happy life. Now with this tumor condition, it's, uh, you know, we don't have a real good long-term prognosis, but, you know, we did relieve the source of its pain. And, uh, you know, right now he's very happy. Do you have any idea what causes uh, cancer in dogs? Has that been researched and figured out? You know, we really don't know why, you know, dogs develop cancer, dogs or cats. Uh, it's kind of like in people. You know, there may be a hereditary aspect, uh, breed associated. You know, it could be something environmental. Uh, you know, they've linked some human cancers to things like pesticides and things like that. And so, you know, we have to assume that our pets, you know, that may be an underlying cause of some of the cancers. But you know, it's still a big question on a lot of, of cancers why, uh, why why our pets develop uh, cancer. So, um, you know, I think in the future more research is being done. You know, we know that there's uh, some uh, oncogenes, some cancer-causing genes, and, uh, you know, with the advances in gene therapy, you know, one of these days that may be the, you know, be a treatment uh, for, for cancer in our pets. So, uh uh, right now, though, it's just a big question mark. I've do, I've gone down the rabbit hole of uh, dog food brands and and you know ingredients and stuff like that. And there was a time, and this might have been 15 years ago, where people were saying, "Hey, this ingredient is you know a cancer causing ingredient." Blah blah blah. You think there's much to that? You know, I think sometimes uh, you know, obviously, there are some uh, uh, carcinogens, cancer causing chemicals or compounds that could be present in food and, and, you know, you see warnings on different things. Uh, you know, I, I think the jury's still out on a lot of that. Some of these and products in uh, large quantities definitely could cause cancer. You know, when you're talking about a food additive or a supplement, you know, they're very in, in smaller quantities, but then on the other hand, you know, if it's something that a person or a dog or a cat eats every single day of their life, you know, over time, yeah, there could be a, a cumulative effect on it. So, um, you know, I think there's just still a lot to learn about cancer in general. And fortunately, we have some, some good good treatments that are out now for specific cancers and, and uh, surgery is uh, indicated in different types of cancer. Sometimes it can be curative. Sometimes it's palliative just to, you know, relieve pain or prevent the you know, progression of it, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a very interesting field and, you know, we're seeing new, new medications come out, you know, every year in, in for use in dogs and cats. There you go. He always brings us uh, quality information. He is the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend and he is the veterinarian of choice. Of the, uh, the Arkansas Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Almost gave the wrong name of the show, Kevin. Uh, you can find out more at vet-care.com and search Vet Care Jonesboro on Facebook. Always appreciate chatting with you, man. All right. We will be here next Wednesday, too. I will talk to you then. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. 
Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you check out today's podcast, you'll hear our chat with Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. So he was one of the few people I knew that never got COVID. And here toward <laughs> the end of COVID, at least the end of the peak, mm-hmm. he got COVID. So yeah. we talk about that. He also talks about which activity, which form of exercise is the best for our cognitive health, which is important to mm-hmm. think about. Uh, I'm making a trip today. I'm looking for food uh, food suggestions between uh, Northeast Arkansas and Searcy. I know that's not <laughs> – Kelly said that's kind of a narrow spot. But if anybody has any food stuff, you can let me know. Yeah. See, what else do we have? Uh, Garth Brooks narrating for National Geographic, Miranda, uh, and the meaning behind her song, Strange. We spoke with, uh, let's see here, we talked to Carly Lyons mm-hmm. of the Memphis Grizzlies about Grizz and what the Grizzlies are doing with our sports card and memorabilia show this weekend. Amber Clark for the Jonesboro ALS Walk, which is coming up in September. We talked to her about that. And uh, all that stuff on today's show, you can check it out on the podcast. It's Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. And Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The show America's Got Talent is on. Password is a new show. It's Heidi Klum and Jimmy Fallon are tonight's celebrity guests. Dropping one word clues to help people win $25,000. I'm watching it. The 17th season finale of So You Think You Can Dance. The third and final season of Lock and Key on Netflix. And the seventh season of Running Wild with Bear Grylls. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.